as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. Morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. With Texas Workforce, we welcome back Dan Oriva. Dan, welcome back to the program. Let's talk about the most recent numbers. Rio Grande Valley, unemployment and hiring. What do you see, Dan? Thank you. Good morning. Uh, of course, we see a, a great numbers this, this report in October. Um, most of the unemployment rates across the valley have decreased and continue to decrease. So that shows um very strong and brave an economy locally. So we know, for instance, that Hidalgo County uh, decreased by around 0.6% to set it at 6.4%. That is uh, great news. And then uh, we have also Cameron County at 5.6%, Star County at 10.7%, Willoughby County at 7.8%. All of the counties, the four counties here in the Rio Grande Valley decreased. Uh, the unemployment rate, so that is great news. And also, um, considering that we are uh, pretty much out of uh, the pandemic situation, we see that most of the cities, if not all of them, in Hidalgo County have uh, actually come back to the level that we had pre-pandemic uh, in terms of the unemployment rate. In fact, uh, these cities are actually below what we had uh, pre-pandemic numbers oh, around December. 2019. So that is great news for us, um, Sergio. Right. Um, we know also that, uh, for example, the industries that continue to grow, we have a uh, government with uh, adding about 1,500 uh, jobs to the economy, and that includes, of course, public education and law enforcement. We have also uh, health services um, that continues to grow and added uh, around uh, 1,200 jobs to the local economy. So in total for our uh, region, the Rio Grande Valley, uh, we have a, a, a job gain of about uh, 4,400 uh, jobs added to the local economy. With Texas Workforce, Dan Oliva joining us on the Valley's Morning News. Yeah, Dan, Tim Sullivan here. And looking at those October stats, um, I, I did see that there was a lot of hiring in government. What's What's going on there? Well, these are uh, natural uh, seasonal adjustments, and, and it's more uh, related to the public education. So in terms of the okay. hiring with, uh, with uh, teachers, you know, uh, and, and the seasons, uh, they, those uh, fluctuations happen uh, every year. Uh, we can see that as well, for example, on trade, transportation, and utilities uh, industry as well. I see. Which um, in the month of October, I had about a thousand jobs, uh, and that uh, is related to, of course, the holidays, and and this is the season where uh, primarily retail jobs are added to the economy. So uh, all those jobs that um, have to do with uh, with the shops and uh, you know customer service and uh, cashiers and uh, you know, these jobs uh, tend to increase up by around between 5 and 6% uh, towards the end of the year and the last quarter of the year. 
every year. And I noticed that uh, the largest private sector hiring, uh, non-government, uh, came in the uh, professional and business services sector. That sector had the largest uh, private sector new jobs. What jobs are those? What, what does that sector entail? Right. So professional and business services includes um, administrative uh, jobs. Um, for example, we have uh, uh, executives, uh, we have secretaries, we have also accountants, uh, we have um, um, retail salespersons to some extent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, all those jobs that uh, assist uh, medical assistance, for example, sometimes also considering that as far as the administrative staff. So uh, that is uh, that is uh, kind of uh, the 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 outlook of this particular industry, uh, and, and those are considered for that um, for that uh, particular industry. So when you look at all of those uh, economic sectors, all of the industries that are hiring across much of the state, are they also hiring in in the valley? In other words, does the valley's employment environment match much of the state's? Um, we uh, we see, of course, an alignment in the local numbers with the state. Uh, uh, at this point, uh, the Texas Workforce Commission uh, is, is releasing uh, the statewide numbers uh, later today, I believe. So, uh, but overall, there's always alignment uh, in terms of uh, what we see here locally and the state of Texas. Uh, um, most of the metro areas as well here on uh, the, the border region as well. There's uh, some alignment in terms of the uh, constant decrease of the unemployment rate and, and the number of jobs added to the economy. So uh, we can see definitely that alignment across the state. Dan Odebe with Texas Workforce, our guest, and we finally recovered all the jobs. It took us all year, but we finally crossed that line. In fact, we're better now than we were pre-pandemic, says Dan from Texas Workforce. Now, Retail starts onboarding in October, which is the month that you were reporting, right, Dan? Correct. We can start uh, seeing some of the jobs uh, increase related to to retail um, as early as September of the year. So this is a trend that that we constantly um, analyze and and look at, and it's expected. Uh, So starting around uh, September, uh, the numbers start increasing all the way through December. And then uh, during the year, those numbers tend to start slowly go back to uh, to what they were before the rest uh, before September, uh, and then they pick up again for the next cycle. So you, uh, this is a seasonal adjustment that happens every year. Do you have a method of gauging job openings in the area? We're able to compare um, how many potential jobs versus how many actual jobs we picked up, and how many more we need to fill. Yeah, well, we know, for example, that uh, considering the four-county region um, here in the valley, we have about um, 5,900, a little more than 5,900 uh, total job postings, and that's, in- that's including all industries um, uh, in the region. And most of the advertised salary for these uh, occupations is around uh, $16 with 34 cents per hour. Okay. Um so th- those are kind of the main indicators that we look at uh, here in, in, in the region. We know also that um, the, the median wage for the advertised jobs has increased at least um, by a 7% uh, considering uh, pre-pandemic levels uh, around 
uh, if we compare uh, to today's data with uh, around November uh, 2019, uh, we can see that uh, increase of about 7% for the advertised wage and all job posting. Dan Uribe with Taxes Workforce. Do you and colleagues continue to put together job fairs to try to fill that those almost 6,000 positions available in the area? Yes, absolutely. That is uh, part of uh, our um, activities uh, every month. And, and um, this past um, October, we had about um, 20 hiring events uh, during the month um, that uh, impacted around um, a little more than 1,000 job seekers that attended these events. And we have a, a, a we work with around 114 employers for this particular 20 hiring event. Now, um, as a result of these uh, events, we have um, about 350 uh, job offers made to the job seekers. Uh, so this is great news. Uh, we also know that uh, you know across uh, the different weeks of, of the month. Um, Work for solutions offices and staff they they work and and touch about uh one thousand four hundred and sixty employers uh a month so um that is uh, uh, a lot of employers that we're working with and representing about three thousand a little more than three thousand job openings so um all these efforts go towards contributing um around um in total. We can see um, a little more than 300 direct hires and uh, potentially 470 additional indirect hires as a result of all these things. Dan, thank you for the update. We look forward to speaking with you next month. That's Dan Uribe with Texas Workforce. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands, your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio, just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it, it's free. Dr. Mario Salinas is superintendent for our Edinburgh School District, Edinburgh CISD, and today is a very special day for leadership and students at the district. Dr. Salinas, I understand you're moving dirt today, so what's happening later this morning? Yes, sir. Uh, Sergio, good morning. Thank you for, for inviting us to your show. Yes, sir. Well, we, we in one year in the making, Sergio, uh, we are finally going to break ground on the construction of high school number five in Edinburgh, the between partnership between us and the university, UTRGV, the name of the school is going to be called UTRGV Edinburgh CISD Collegiate High School. Uh, it's a high school for for about a thousand students, eight hundred to a thousand students who uh, are academically inclined and they know for sure that uh, their their path is is college. And uh, we're breaking ground today. And you and I have been speaking about this project for about a year. 
and it finally is coming to fruition and and the contractors really, in fact the contractors are already breaking ground as we speak yeah the brick and mortar uh that's uh, what we're celebrating today um yes. you've got the program up and running already though with a, a couple hundred kids right yes sir we have 200 uh, the first cohort group about 200 students they're, uh, they've been at it for about six months now, or I'm sorry, for one semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these students uh, are studying to be teachers. They're studying to be engineers. They're studying to get into the medical professions uh, and uh, computer engineering. So uh, it's exciting. Some, some, these kids are the first, uh, the, the trailblazers for this, for this high school. And, and out of that group, we're going to get, you know, we, we won't be long before they're out there teaching and, and they're uh, doing engineering and, and they're working in, in hospitals. So we're very excited for for our community. Uh, we're excited for, for, for our district. Leadership from Edinburgh Consolidated Independent School District along with our university, UTRGV, today celebrating the... They're moving dirt on their new collegiate high school, and our guest is Dr. Mario Salinas from ECISD. Dr. Salinas, Tim Sullivan here. So going off of what you just said, what what specific subjects are the focus of instruction at the new collegiate high school? It sounds it sounds like a lot like uh, STEM instruction, STEM classes. It, well, it, it, it is some, some STEM, the engineering and the, the computer science part of it, um, uh, but some of it is, is to, to, some of these students want to be nurses, some of these students want to be medical doctors. Um, a significant numbers of these students want to be they want to be teachers in the in the school system. Uh, so those are the specific uh, path uh, teaching, and then the different you know the UTRGV offers um, uh, chemical engineering, uh, structural engineering, uh, mechanical engineering, and so on, uh, and and computer science. So um, and then the UTRGV has a full fledged menu of health professions uh nurses uh uh physical therapists uh they have a medical school they have a school of podiatry so it's wide open mm-hmm. and these students are committed to to uh pursuing these paths to the point where they they left their comprehensive high schools and and are in this school where every child there is is similarly committed to graduating from this high school and moving on to college with two years of of credit toward a bachelor of science toward their chosen profession. Excellent. Are there certain academic standards students have to meet to to attend the collegiate high school? Uh, Tim, that is a very good question. I talked to Sergio about this yesterday. We uh, in Edinburgh uh, feel that every child that wants an opportunity, we're going to give them a, a shot. We're not going to hold a child back because they have an academic history of that's not so stellar or they have an attendance history that's not so stellar, it's a child and their parents. Uh, we give them an orientation. They, 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 they understand that it's going to be a rigorous uh, environment. It's going to be rigorous courses that they're going to have to be taking. It's going to be rigorous for four years. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to take the chance, we're willing to take a chance with the child mm-hmm. and give them a semester to see if this is something that, that uh, they can handle. Throw them in there. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Uh, where so, is the school being so, built? What part of town? The school, sir, is it's in a prime location, uh, right on the corner of Freddy Gonzalez and Highway 281. Tim, did, and I, we told the architects, we want the most beautiful facility that you can imagine uh, because thousands of cars are going to see mm-hmm. this facility. It's a two-story uh, facility, and we want it. Uh, we want the, 
the passing public to, to see and to see the beautiful school and to see that this partnership between University and Edinburgh CISD is doing something special. Uh, it, it, it's a prime location. It's in the middle. It's more or less uh, centered to the four high schools that we, comprehensive high school that we have. Um, it, it, it's on, right along Freddy Gonzalez and Highway 281. We think it's the best location ever. Dr. Mario Salinas is superintendent for Edinburgh Schools. And today, uh, on Tuesday, the 29th, they're celebrating uh, UTRGV ECISD, their collegiate high school. They're doing groundbreaking for that. The program's up and running. They hope to have about 800 students at that new high school eventually yes. in about three, four years. Is open yes, enrollment, sir. does open enrollment also apply to this new high school, Doc? Yes, sir. We have open enrollment. We have children from McAllen. We have children from Far. We have children from Palturias. We have children from the surrounding area. It, it, it's open enrollment. They're willing to, to come in here and, and, and willing to take a challenge. It's an academic challenge. It's a rigorous environment. Uh, hey, let's have at it. You know, and, and, and let's go. No, we, we have open enrollment, and we have children from the surrounding areas on this campus. Talk to us a bit more about the 50-50 cost share, uh, the school district and yes, the university, yes, and the fact that university professors will be some of the teachers uh, teaching these kids. Yes, sir. Uh, Sergio, without the university, we couldn't have done, we couldn't have done this because it, it, it's not a bond proposition. We... we had money in our, our fund balance, which is in late terms, it's a savings account, uh, to, to be able to get into this partnership. And, and only through the partnership with the university, because they're splitting the cost 50-50. This facility is going to cost $26 million. That's the bid that came in from Wilson Construction, a reputable uh, construction firm. The university is going to pay $13 million, and we, we paid $13 million. And then the first two years, they're going to be with uh, Edinburgh, CISD staff, teachers, uh, most of them have master's degrees in their core academic area. And then when they're juniors and seniors, high school juniors and seniors, they will be taking classes with university professors who will have lecture labs in this in this facility. This seems to be a good pipeline for new students at UTRGV, and they're getting them ready for college with the level, uh, the rigor, the academic focus at that high school, but yes, they're, they're not restricted to attend UTRGV, though, right? They'll, they'll be ready for college once they graduate, definitely ready for college. But they... If they, if, if they graduate from the high school, they're going to graduate from college, period, because you and I know, you and I both know that children drop out of college when they're junior, freshmen yeah, and sophomores, mostly. Ready. So if we can get them through this high school and get them graduated, they are going to graduate from college. Yes, most of them go to, will be attending UTRGV. Uh-huh. That's that's why they're investing so much into this facility, but, but they're not restricted. Some of them will go off to A&M. Some of them will go off to the East Coast. They're, they're not restricted to UTRGV. However, most, my suspicion is most will end up there. 10-4, yeah, stay home, <laughs> save a lot of money mm-hmm. as well. And probably yes. they'll, they'll probably continue uh, their studies with some of the professors that they meet uh, through the years yes. at that high school. That's correct. All and, right. you know, yeah. Those professors are going to serve as a recruiting tool for the university. I can only imagine that. 10-4. Dr. Salinas, congratulations, and we wish you the best. And uh, stay with us. Give us more information as you expand mm-hmm. that program. And also the uh, Career and Technology Center, that's uh, also an avant-garde program over at Edinburgh. That's Dr. Mario Salinas. He's the superintendent for Edinburgh Schools. News Talk 
710-KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. And we mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710-KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have an active shooter, multiple gunshot victims. In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710-KURV. KURV.com. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. In the event there's a tropical system in the Gulf of Mexico churning this way, you want to keep it tuned to 710-KURV. Stay informed during hurricane season. Tropical coverage 2022 on air and online at KURV.com, made possible by Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC, Vega Roofing, McAfee Insurance, and Elephant Building Materials. We're at the groundbreaking for the UT RGV and Edinburgh CISD Collegiate High School. Dr. Guy Bailey, President UT RGV, my guest. Off air, I asked you a little bit about the university culture, especially at the academic level and the teacher level. And without saying too many disparaging things about because I know some of the attitudes that come from professors right, right, from out of town, right, Midwest, right. Northeast, they to be nice, they look down at a lot of these kids at the university because yes, there's a large turnover rate because they come to college, UTRGV, for many years now they've come not college ready, be able to write a thesis, to be able to, to do the math necessary to get beyond the first two years. But things are changing, and this collegiate high school is going to be part of that. They're changing dramatically. If you look at our graduation rates, for example, our retention rates, they're going up dramatically, and they're very, they're right at the national average right now. And and, and again, this was not the case eight years ago, nine years ago. But but our students are doing very well. Our high schools in the valley are doing a good job of preparing students. What we need to make sure is that they have the same opportunities that everybody else has. And and, uh, and this, what this collegiate high school will do is give our kids the same opportunities they'd have in Dallas, uh, in the wealthy suburbs of Houston, San Antonio. And just if you give our students a chance, they will not only do as well, they will do better. They have lots of drive. They, have, they do not feel entitled. They're the most wonderful students I've worked with at, gosh, nine universities around the United States. And it's the same opportunities, and I would argue plus one, because from what I've learned is that the collegiate high school experience here in Edinburgh, the Harlingen campus, for example, that is setting an example for the state of Texas. That's exactly right. Our The chair of our board of regents has said he wants this replicated around the state, that this is, and we think this is the model, this is the way to do it. And those kids out there you saw today, they're going to be successful. They're going to do great things for us. They will be our future engineers, doctors, and so we're very proud of them. Knowing what I know of the college culture and academics and tenured individuals at various schools, whether it be nursing or liberal arts, whatever, do you find it do you find a new challenge now in convincing some of these folks that are doing other stuff to take the time and go and teach at this collegiate high school? You know, we've had good success finding teachers. Now, we don't think that all of our faculty are appropriate for this, nor would they necessarily want to do this. But we have a lot of faculty members who are and who are deeply committed 
to the valley and to our students. And those are the faculty who will be uh, faculty members here. You know, one day when I retire, I'd love to teach in a situation like this. I'd, I'd love to interact with those students. And I just, I just think it would be so rewarding. Do you think you have enough professors to oh, yeah. put in the extra time or maybe get that extra bonus, whatever is, however you need to incentivize it we, we to do. make the time? We, we do. And uh, <clears throat> as I said, we identify the, the professors who really are committed to this. We have plenty of them here who will do that. Right. And uh, uh, <clears throat> as, we've, as we've developed our institution, what we look for in our, in our hiring of vice presidents, of deans and of faculty are people who are committed to the Valley and to our students. I've, I've had a lot of people who wanted to come to work for us and we haven't hired them because their commitment was not really to the Valley. People say, yeah, I'd love to work for you, but I want to live in Austin. No, if you're not committed, if you're not committed to the Valley, if this is not your home and if this is not where your heart is we don't need you we need people with that commitment and we have a lot of folks like that who are delighted to be part of this dr guy bailey president utrgv and this conversation is taking place here on the grounds of the new collegiate high school edinburgh cisd utrgv new partnership for this collegiate high school that is putting edinburgh kids on a track to become teachers or it specialists engineers there's a medical profession branch as well. But I got to ask you, Doc, we need CEOs and we need CPAs from the Valley. Is there a chance that, if not Edinburgh, but maybe McAllen or Harlingen will rethink it or other collegiate campuses, yes. maybe a branch for the business school, the award-winning business school that we have? Absolutely. And I think as the school develops, you'll see it add more specialties there as well. Okay. And so business will be one of them. We have a very fine school of business. Uh, our kids have won awards and have just done some remarkable things. There was a, <clears throat> a, a financial competition, an investing competition a few years ago, international one, and our kids won it. They beat schools like Northwestern, Chicago, uh, all of the Ivy League schools. And just as our chess team has yes. been, uh, our investing team was a national champion as yeah. well years back the accounting team i heard some good things as That's well right. so yeah and there's a like there's a shortage of teachers and nurses there's a shortage of cpas and our, our kids they need to learn how to read the financials right. in order to run a business or start their own business right. as well dr guy bailey joining me right now now there will be more collegiate high schools now right now you can tell me yeah i'm good we got the professors but maybe you know mcallen no, we we know we can handle mcallen too okay and so We'll have three then, and we'll have some things we're doing with South Texas Independent School District. We are not expanding faster than we have the faculty for. And so this is carefully planned out, and it's not done willy-nilly. And Dr. Arney uh, would uh, put her foot down on this and say, no, 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 you may be by laws, but this is not going to happen unless we had the faculty and the resources to do it. So, final question. This is a pipeline for the university, That's the right. collegiate high school, but it is not exclusive to UTRGV. Exactly They'll be college ready, but they can go anywhere. That's exactly right. And and we we, we want to keep at least half the kids. We know that a lot of those kids are going to go to Princeton and Harvard and UT Austin. We have kids every year that go from the Valley to Ivy League schools to Stanford. We do our best to keep them here. And, uh, we, 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 and we, we're becoming more and more competitive, but, uh, but it's a lot of work. Dr. Guy Bailey, President, UTRGV, my guest.
Hey, as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Potomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. Merry Christmas from Newstalk 710KURV. That's right. It's December is upon us and we're in the home stretch. For the holiday season, there Christmas before that, uh, and then you have New Year's right after that. Roy Rodriguez is our city manager for McAllen, and the South Pole of Texas kicks in during this season. Lots of celebrations. Meantime, let's talk about some city business before we talk about the South Pole of Texas. That is McAllen, all the Christmas decorations and festivities that are coming up. Roy, welcome back to KURV. Uh, I've been trying for a few days. Maybe we can do a quick recap. For the city budget and just the highlights from your perspective when it comes to I mean, police pay, fire department pay, any other issues that stand out right now that you want folks to know about? Well, good morning, Sergio. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in McAllen and a lot for the community to be, to be proud of. We've got a we've got a tremendous budget. You know, I, I call our budget this big old monster because that's what it is. It's a this year it's six hundred and forty million dollar budget uh, of course it includes all of the capital improvements that we're making um, some 280 million dollars of capital uh, and that's because the mayor and city commission are just really really focused on improving infrastructure you know we've had so much uh, rain and in, in the intensity of rain that we've seen in the last few years has us really focused on drainage and streets and and so that's a big part of the budget, but we also have other very important projects. Uh, obviously, the uh, construction of the cargo port in Antalduas is probably at the top of that list. Uh, we're also building a new parks facility. They've been in, a, in an old office now for a long time over on Westside Park. And one of the important projects that, that is not a, a big one in, in uh, price tag, but very important, is our satellite metro uh, that we're building on Mile 3 and 23rd Street. Both of those projects, Parks and, and Metro, will be finished early part of the summer of 23. And it'll allow us to continue to expand routes to the north where we're grow, uh, growing. And, of course, you know, a lot of bread and butter, a lot of drainage and streets going on um, in, in construction. What are the priority projects for the city of McAllen when it comes to that infrastructure? Yes, namely the drainage and some of the road projects. What are the uh, top priorities? What's what's on the list? Well, you know, uh, we're we're probably I'm going to call it on the fourth quarter of, uh, of of our game here, trying to to fix this gigantic issue that really is a is a valley concern. And uh, drainage is at the top of the list. I mean, uh, I got to tell you, I got to give a lot of credit to our citizens because we've got we've got our city pretty torn up right now. 
Uh, we've got yeah, potholes we've got everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 And potholes we've got, everywhere. And we've got construction everywhere. So the combination of the two, uh, you know, requires that we have patience uh, around our construction crews. Um, but we're almost we're almost there. We see the light uh, for drainage. Um, as you recall, we had some 50 projects that we took to the city commission five years ago. And it was a really big price tag. And so what we did is that we broke it up between the bond issue, uh, a utility fee, and then really aggressively going over federal grants. And we've done a really good job, the staff has, in bringing in federal money to the high-priority project. So yeah, when we get rainfall, said Hugh, you can already tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference and the impact that we've made with the drainage improvements that, that have been completed. And we're only halfway done. And so we promised our community that we that that we would do everything that we could so that those kinds of events didn't impact people's property, and uh, and and we're you know we're about halfway there. Yeah, Roy Rodriguez is our city manager for McAllen. Yeah, you can definitely tell it was raining over a week. We got potholes all, all over the place. Is there a better way to do this, Roy? Uh, get a, another contractor, or, or is this just part of reality? You get rain for you know light rain for a week, and there you go. They're going to pop up all over town. That's exactly right. You know, asphalt's not made for that. You know, uh, we can we can stand rainfall for hours and, and maybe even a day, uh, and then the rain will run off and, and go into the ditches and do what it's supposed to do. But when you've had rain like we did this past week for, what, I don't know, six, seven days yeah, about a week. of yeah. at least drizzle, uh, it gives the, the water an opportunity to get into the asphalt, to get into that typical section of asphalt and caliche and everything that we that we put in there into the street and it penetrates it and that's that simple that's what causes uh potholes uh then you start getting traffic over it and there's water under the asphalt and the water's trying to escape and it can't and so the pressure of that water under the asphalt causes uh causes potholes and it's everywhere it's on our interstate uh it's you know and when you see it on the interstate it's really it's really an eye-opening uh, situation because uh, the interstate's got pretty good runoff. So, you know, what we're doing, I, I spoke to our staff here the last couple of days, is we're trying to patch them, you know, immediately, and we're doing that now. And uh, a lot of times that's not enough. So what, what people are going to see us do, and I hope they're patient, is that we might go to a location twice. One is to cover the hole right now, immediately. Yeah. And then to go back, take it all out because you've got to you've got to take more than just the hole that's there to ensure that you're that you're drying the uh, the area out and then patching it correctly. Okay, uh, with nice clean cuts uh, of the asphalt. Man, we're going to have work crews all over town because those holes popped up everywhere. Roy Rodriguez is our city manager for McAllen. A $640 million budget, including that cargo port facility at Ansel Lewis and other big projects. Uh, do you still have about, más o menos, about 5% in reserve, about $35, $40 million in reserve, extra money at the bank? No, actually, we're doing much, much better than that. Uh, you know, McAllen is a very conservative uh, community, and, uh, you know, it, it was that when before I got here, and it'll be that when I leave. And uh, and it does a lot of things. You know, it gives us a lot of flexibility when we need the money. But we actually have over seventy million dollars just in the general fund. Okay, seventy million dollars. That's two hundred and twenty days of working capital. And then listen to this. 
we've got about 400 million in the bank for all of our funds. We manage over 100 funds, and each fund is is a segregated uh, fund that takes care of itself, pretty much. Okay. And so we we are able to um, to isolate all of those funds and ensure that what's going into that fund is coming out. And you know, for instance, you know, we don't share. Uh, revenue with the McAllen Public Utility, and they don't share revenue with us. Uh, they're a, 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 a standalone uh, organization, and same thing with sanitation and our airport and our bridges. So we've got about four hundred million dollars in the bank. Okay, uh, terrific. And, and we've got and we got plans for it. Yes, uh, sir. You know, I, in I'm, a prudent way. I'm a little bit pressed for time. I want to make sure I give you at least a minute. South Pole of Texas, McAllen, Texas. We got the big holiday parade and uh, an illuminated, beautiful scene at the convention center. Tell folks uh, about that when everything happens and and how do you participate? Well, you know what? That's something that we're really proud of because uh, the McAllen Holiday Parade has uh, has gotten a lot of traction and a lot of attention. It's something that the entire Rio Grande Valley looks forward to. Uh, obviously, we just look at the crowd out there. Uh, that holiday parade is, is this Saturday. It starts at 6 p.m., but please, please get out there early because there's going to be a lot of traffic. There's a lot to do before the parade. And there's after. a shuttle system, uh, right, Roy, from STC? You're still doing the shuttle system? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we, I think we finally figured that out. and uh, It's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to get there. Uh, yeah. We'll park your car, we'll take you to the parade, and we'll pick you up and bring you back. Those are some nice so places, too. So enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, right. It's going to be a spectacular event this weekend. All right. Thank you, Roy. Uh, Roy Rodriguez, our city manager for McAllen. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids are running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Huge education news made this week as UTRGV and Edinburgh CISD, they were moving dirt on the new collegiate high school. And at the groundbreaking, I heard very complimentary things said of the first collegiate high school, not only in the Valley, but I've learned since, in the state of Texas, the one at Harlingen CISD. Lots of good things said about Harlingen, and folks in Edinburgh got a tour of the Harlingen facility. Dr. Alicia Noyola is our superintendent for Harlingen CISD. Welcome back to KURV, Dr. Noyola. So let's refresh memory. Let's look at all the facts related to this collegiate high school, the first in the Valley and first in Texas. I, I think we should start with the uh, the brainchild for this. Where did this idea of a collegiate high school start, Dr. Noyola? So I, I would say, you know, it, it uh, really was a combined effort between um, Dr. Bailey, the president of UTRGV's vision as he came down to the Valley about really bringing connection to our public schools. Uh, early college high schools had existed in the past, but those 
those were usually affiliations with uh, junior colleges or technical colleges. And so with this particular one, uh, and the reason why it's the first in the state is because it was the first partnership with a university and a public, uh, a public school. And so uh, his vision and then certainly the vision of our, uh, of our leadership in HCISD beginning with our school board, uh, who really saw, both of them actually, I think, really saw the importance of, of maximizing the fact that we have uh, an amazing university in our backyard that we could connect our students with. How old is our program now, the Collegiate High School program in Harlingen? Uh, the collegiate aspect of that, we're in our uh, second year. Okay. Um, and so, but when we think about our working with post-secondary institutions, you know, we're, we're well over uh, close to 15 years now that we've been working with, uh, with post-secondary institutions and in getting our students that jump start to, to college. Your collegiate campus, uh, again, the partnership with UTRGV, is a separate campus, right? I, I heard that folks in Edinburgh gave a tour of of your campus, your facility. Uh, folks at the university gave Edinburgh a tour of your facility. I'm guessing it's the one in Edinburgh it will be modeled um, uh, based on what is in Harlingen. Can you describe it for me? Sure. Um, so this... this uh uh, building uh, this facility that was built, it was really a, a tri-agency partnership between the university, um, the school district, as well as our city. The city had some land uh, that they donated for the for the construction of this uh, for the site uh, for this facility, and then uh, it was jointly funded. The, the actual facility was jointly funded between uh, UTRGV and the school district. But this facility is really designed to provide. Uh, dual services. So a lot of lab space, a lot of hands-on opportunity spaces for our students, but it also serves, will serve as a campus where we can host evening classes for our community. And so it's really about uh, about raising that, that level of education, not just for our, our students, but, you know, the, the Harlingen and the surrounding communities. Dr. Alicia Noyola, our superintendent of schools for Harlingen Consolidated Independent School District. We're talking about the first ever in the Valley and Texas Collegiate High School. It's a partnership between Harlingen Schools and our university, UTRGV, sending a path, a direct path from high school to the university, involving university professionals actually teaching our kids as well. How big is your program, and is it open enrollment? So our, our program averages about 125 students per, per grade level. Uh, it is open uh, to, uh, to really anybody, any of our, our, our surrounding school districts and obviously to all of our, all of our students. Um, you know, it, it's designed to be a small school concept because uh, it, it, so that we can ensure that we are supporting every single student as they're going through their university coursework and, and so forth. I think one of the things that I think is important to point out that you, you mentioned is that the courses are actually taught by university professors. Uh, a lot of the early college high school models are, uh, we have professors and these are staff members in the school district with master's degrees and you know, they do a phenomenal job. Uh, but within this program, all of the coursework is actually taught by the university professors. 
And so they they have an opportunity to really experience what what that looks like for them. Uh, you know, even during um, summer or during uh, Thanksgiving breaks and Christmas breaks, sometimes they they are uh, holiday breaks that we have in the school district that the university does doesn't have. Our students still have to attend. They they have to abide by all of the expectations of of the university, and so. Uh, it's a really great opportunity for them to get a jump start on on what does the, the college-going experience look like. Superintendent of Harlington Schools, Dr. Alicia Noyola, joining us. Again, the topic is their collegiate high school, first ever in the Valley, first ever in Texas. It's running now about two-plus years. We got a new one that made the news this week in Edinburgh. We were there at the groundbreaking. Lots of good things said at Edinburgh about the Harlingen campus. There might be more near future. I understand McAllen might have a collegiate high school here uh, as well. Do How do students qualify at Harlingen? Is there a selection process, or is it open to anyone as long as you meet the grade and keep the grade it, up? It, it is open to everyone. Uh, you know, certainly our, our goal is to have as many students uh, that have the interest to, to take advantage of this opportunity. Now, it is, uh, they are college classes, and so uh, students have to understand that it is going to be rigorous and, and challenging, and uh, there's a lot of expectations because this is not, um, I'm trying college. You will develop a GPA uh, at the minute that you start taking the coursework, and so, you know, GPA has all sorts of implications at, at the college level, and, and so it's a it's an important decision that students make when they decide to do this, but yes, in fact, it is open uh, to anybody that, that wants to take on that challenge in high school. What are the branches of study, the academic disciplines you're focusing on? So, you know, we, we spent a lot of time studying where, what were those areas that we really wanted to uh, to put our students in the front line of, of opportunities that are available out in industry. And so, uh, and we're in demand. And so we offer four tracks. One is computer science, uh, engineering, education and then uh, the fourth track is what we call the common core which is all your typical what kids refer to as the basics yeah uh, which still gives our students those first two years jump start into into college is there a chance that that might expand for example perhaps into the medical field or maybe business field they, they have an award-winning business school at the university Absolutely, you know we're always we're always um, studying uh, what are the opportunities out there for for our students. You know we are blessed to have an amazing university uh, here in in the valley, and so as much as we can connect our students to to the the programs that are available, uh, we're we're certainly going to explore those. We decided to start with these because uh, they are just as much as these are in high demand in other parts of the state. They're in demand here in the Valley. And um, we want to make sure that we're keeping our, our best and brightest here in our communities. And, you know, one of the things we tend to see is that sometimes when kids um, leave the Valley or other universities, you know, they, they sometimes don't come back. And so uh, we're, we're looking to avoid that brain drain um, aspect of things. And, when we can provide quality education, a quality college, uh, university uh, education for our students, we certainly are looking to find ways to connect them to that. Thanks, Dr. Noyola. Continued success, and we'll talk soon again about this project. That's Dr. Alicia Noyola, our superintendent for Harlingen Schools.
This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk 710KURV. Discover our Facebook page, 710KURV, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and my email is sergio at kurv.com. Thank you for listening to News Talk 710KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Para Mi app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.